friends, welcome back to the Film Alchemist Podcast, the show where we take the movies we love, break them apart, to find out what gives them their magic. I'm your host, Josh Griffey, joined as always by my friend, co-host, and guy who licks up those sad tears, <laughs> Alex Dandino. It's good Boston. That might be your most accurate accent. That's good. I used to have a passable Marky Mark, but it is it's rough. So we'll see how bad it's gotten. It's not good. Not bad. <laughs> not bad. All right. Not so bad. So before today's just wild, wild fucking a shit movie episode, a little business. Everyone, if you'd be so kind, support the show on Patreon, patreon.com slash pod. We appreciate it. This is how you can help us support the show. This hopefully will help us grow the show. Um, We do a lot of work over there to make sure you get a lot of bang for your buck. But if you want to come and join our community for as little as a dollar a month, you can help form the film out because we have a huge library of exclusive episodes. You have a voice in what goes in those episodes. Guys, it's just a buck. It's just a buck, guys. Oh, my God. You can go out. That was a little New York psychic lady, but we'll get It's just a buck, you guys. Yeah, you can help us decide and craft the Patreon, the show. We need your help. So please, patreon.com. Slash Film Alchemist Pod. Subscribe to the YouTube Film Alchemist. We're on all the social media you're on, uh, including TikTok now. You can see TikTok clips. We over there doing that thing. Uh, The email film. We're fresh as fuck, dude. The email filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. Make sure you're leaving five-star ratings and reviews. Make sure you go to misfitparade.net. You can find Misfit Parade everywhere. Uh, Social media exists, all that. And you could see some movies that we're working on, things that we're working out. Uh, we would appreciate the support over there as well. All right, dude. This is the month of a moor. This year's theme of a moor, all-consuming love. Obsessed. Obsession. Obsession. Love. Obsession. Which could go past love into something even worse. Um, which is definitely the case with the first movie I picked, Fear, starring Maki Mock and Reese Witha. Um, let's just start here. I had not seen this movie since, I don't know if this was a VHS or a DVD movie. Mm-hmm. Long time ago. It had been a long time since I saw this. I remembered the dog, of course. Mm-hmm. I remembered the peephole shot. Mm-hmm. Um, I had no fair recollection of how absolutely apeshit this movie goes at almost every turn. This movie at every turn says, oh, you want to see some wild shit? And goes for it. I will say this off the bat. It is way, way rapier and uh, throwing punches to women's face than I remember, which I did not like. But the story on on mass, it is a wild screenwriting exercise in what are the limits of your audience just going, what the fuck? Um, it, it's a, if nothing else, this is a fucking movie that takes its shots often. Uh, Alex, opening thoughts on fear. I... I also pretty pretty sure this was a VHS viewing for me because I definitely remember the peephole shot from the trailer and I saw that repeatedly. I do not remember what VHS tape it was attached to though. Yeah. Um. However, I, I think the way I would summarize this is 
I put this is what I wrote on my letterbox. I wrote in a film set in a world with no logic whatsoever, be a super rich doomsday prepper like William Peterson. That's <laughs> That's well, like how I the put worst this. doomsday. Let's just address this up front. She goes, they shouldn't be able to get into the house. You built the house. Okay. Yeah. Immediately, Reese Witherspoon goes, my boyfriend who's trying to murder us has the door code. That seems like a flaw. Two, Not great. they have a fucking like rich security guard and everyone can just walk through the woods to their house. Three, as we learn often, the upstairs windows can be punctured by the power of a teenage girl's novelty umbrella. Yeah. So Just, again, like, this is what it is, right? You said it right there. You think he's play portraying a doomsday prepper. Well, and then they just said, but logically we don't have to have it. Well, like imagine a doomsday prepper who wants a view. Like he wants to see the world end. <laughs> I still want to finger blast my fourth wife up here. So it's got to look fresh. That's William Peterson in this movie. Yeah. Like he wants the, the right. finger banging in a bunker surrounded by pickled vegetables. Not great. Just not what I prefer not the is, kind of life I'm living. What I prefer <laughs> is to go to the local Erewhon, come back, stock my fridge, yeah. and then yeah. finger blast my wife. Yeah. The, the fourth of which I've had. Um, you know, no maybe, one's trying to jam it into another 55-year-old surrounded right. by the remnants of concrete and it's a just, farmer's market. But like it, it's like that's like the summary I have, but you don't find out he's a really bad doomsday prepper until the last 20 minutes of the movie. The crazy thing about this movie. Yeah, the first thing we find out about him, horrible father, horrible yeah. dad. Terrible father, <laughs> yeah. terrible husband. Oh, husband, yeah. Bad, also, bad husband. And it seems like a terrible architect because he keeps forgetting things. Like, continuously forgets to do stuff. One of the favorite motifs of the movie is that every time they need Mark Wahlberg's character, David, to do some wild shit, he gets a phone call and he's like, Oh, I gotta go to Vancouver again. Oh, damn it, I have to go to Vancouver again. No! (laughs) It's like, guys, you have fax machines. What's the point of being rich? Evidently, in 1996, there's only such a thing as airports for getting plans to and fro from yeah. vancouver which apparently is a hotbed for architecture who knew yeah well when uh, someone manually turns your clock around even though you're working on a computer <laughs> you're at the whims of the airlines that's yeah. all that what happened. are you gonna do let's all right so let's sum this up right this is a movie uh reese witherspoon is a hypersexualized teenager who's friends with Alyssa milano uh whose parents are married they like a step family mm-hmm Mm-hmm. She is going with Alyssa Milano because she wants to try to seduce a guy who looks like a mix between me, you, and Hagrid. Yeah, um, and a little and a, and a dash roadie. of a dash of Eddie Vedder, just a dash. Like just yeah, a, more like a corn roadie. Like Eddie Vedder has like a whimsical. Like how did that work out? Okay, no, this guy's trash. Yeah, they're in the coffee shop from hell. They're like, let's skip school. Right. And then the dad's like, I got to fly to fucking Toronto. And she's like, all right, let's go it's get like blasted grunge, on a roof. It's like a grunge bar that plays only hip hop. But if you Marky wanted Mark. to see what hell looks like, just watch that first coffee shop scene yeah. in this movie. Neither here nor there. She meets David. David is this too good to be true Mark Wahlberg ruffian who apparently has it. This is essentially orphan before orphan. David's this Mark Wahlberg type that uh, shows up. And he's kind of like the real life Mark Wahlberg in in real life. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg back when he was in his um, nearly getting 
put in jail for hate yeah. crimes period if of his you, life? If you read, it's so funny. <laughs> we were watching this last night, and Andrea was like, wow, what a scumbag. How do you not pick up on that? I'm like, well, I don't know. Mark Wahlberg stayed out of jail for like oh. four hate crimes, yeah. so I don't know. Mark Wahlberg is now having articles come out in Variety, and he's like, I know I'm in Hollywood, and I should play the game, but I just can't deny my faith. And I'm I like, can't. were you just screaming, dear God, when you were beating up minorities? Is that... <laughs> When your faith Sorry, came, I can't or was deny it after my faith. that? I don't like minorities. Yeah. I don't know what you want me or to say. Or did you it's believe like, in yeah, God you know. when you definitely fucking didn't pay the price? Yeah, we know you don't like Mark. We know you don't like them, Marky Mark. We, we've yeah. we've seen the evidence. He turned over a new leaf, Alex. Oh, sorry, my bad. I'm just saying there is a part of this movie that when you watch it, you're like, for a not good actor, he is excellent in this role. <laughs> There are definitely parts where you're just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> He's praying to somebody, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you got a funky bunch in there. He's running around fucking curb stomping people for no reason. You're He's like, all right, this out, all kind of funky bunching. Yeah. Yeah, it's a the, It's a real movie, hodgepodge of a movie, if I'm being but honest. But what it is, it's it's this kind of it's that weird middle ground between like Fatal Attraction and Basic Instinct, but those were kind of being filtered down and were on their way to Lifetime and other TV shows, right? Like this would have been a great CW show. Yeah. So you see it on that path, right? Mm -hmm. Essentially, it's Reese Witherspoon is at this pivotal stage where she wants to be a grown-up. And the movie definitely wants her to be a grown-up because they are the first fucking human image I see in this movie is a girl showering, Reese Witherspoon, who I'm supposed to, I'm assuming, the movie's telling me, like, wow, isn't she hot? And then, like, five minutes later, her dad's like, you're 16 and you dress like you're 12. And I was like, oh, God, why were you trying to make me have an erection to start the movie and to just tell me this is a fucking a child? How come yeah. when you're saying they shouldn't go out on dates, the very next time we see them, it's her and Alyssa Milano just, like, fucking tits to top uh sunbathing it's like why are these the scenes we're watching of yeah. these it's a weird hypersexualized children it's like so james foley directed this movie james foley directed the basketball diary or no maybe he's involved with basketball i can't remember the I, I looked up his filmography last night james foley directed this movie though and he, the whole time he's when did this come out 96 okay so reese witherspoon was 20 years old when this came out right so Okay. So James Foley, <laughs> I just like, wanted to clarify that point for ourselves. So James Foley, like the entire movie, is tempting you to be like mildly turned on by teenagers. You're like, stop that! Like once no, no, you're no. past, once you're past that point where you realize she's 16, you're like you're like slapping his hand and knock that off. No, no, weird. Yeah, they're constantly doing that, and it it is a wink and a nod of the genre. There was like that movie, The Crush, with Alicia Silverstone. Mm -hmm. This was a whole thing about like the really empowered, sexualized teenage girl and the trouble that can cause. Um, this one just does it as creepy as possible constantly. Yeah, right. Like, so not only are they hypersexualizing Reese Witherspoon every fucking scene in the movie. How about this? Uh. How about when the dad's just like, mm, oh, yeah. He looks like John Candy at that fucking steak eating scene when Alyssa Milano's like, oh, hey, mister, you should come to the boardwalk with us. And, as, and Mark Wahlberg's watching him watch her, and he's like, oh, a fellow creep. Welcome to the party. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, I guess yeah. David's right on this one. Like, maybe stop drooling. 
And then they do this thing where, like, he keeps watching them on this little TV in his office. I, it's supposed to be for security, but you're like, there's no way he hasn't beat off to that. I can't stop. Like, I could not. Look, because William Peterson, yes, besides being the world's worst dad, is also, like, I do not understand. There's CCTV footage. There's a security guard. And apparently this impenetrable fortress we don't realize is impenetrable until yeah. 20 minutes. The Downstairs end. windows, sick. Yeah. That are, <laughs> whatever. Okay, we'll get to that. But what I don't understand is there's all these security measures, and I'm like, are you going to be secure at all? Like, what are you doing? Like every single opportunity you have, someone either walks into the house and you hate them or like the dog that is completely quiet. And like, unless the dog whistle gets blown, I'm like, the dog's gone all the time. Like where are the security measures in this house? Unless you, yeah. like, it's so weird. This is very porous, right? It's this just is so strange. The most porous. <laughs> like <laughs> you built this house to be a fortress. I'm like, did he? It seems like he just built it to like anyone could come in if you want. Like it's like a swinger pad. It's so strange. Yeah. yeah, that's the other thing. You're like, oh, you don't have a safe room, sex dungeon, or a gun in this place. <laughs> well, he definitely has a really? sex dungeon. We just never saw it. Yeah, it's it's straight. I, look, there's the other. We, thing. we have to find a way to talk about this movie and the story of it somehow. I think right now we're just kind of venting. The number one element you get from this movie is shock. Every scene, you're just like, no fucking way. But again, getting back to, there's this weird tug and pull in the movie, right? Like, why are we watching a 16-year-old get finger blasted on a roller coaster? I don't know. And I, this is the other thing that they never answered to me. I believe they said David was 18. 20. 20. 20! He's 20. 20! We're watching a 20-year-old just finger blast a 16-year-old yeah, on the world's longest boardwalk assault. roller coaster. Yeah. I, again, it, it's just, th this is something. Um, How about when he walks in and he just fucking pulls that blanket down? Yeah. And she's in her, like, little white outfit. And he's just like, yeah. There's all and these. And it's like, why are we watching all of this? There's so many before. Okay, before he puts the smack down on, his, on the friend. There's like yeah. 14 other red flags, but I actually wrote down the. This is one of the rare movies when I when we watch when we watch movies. I generally like I watch them through once, I'm good, and then I try to watch them again so I can like really take notes and pay attention to like certain parts. This is the first time, maybe the second, that I have actually stopped a movie three times during this film. I stopped the movie and rewound to make sure I didn't miss something because I was like, that was so weird. What did I miss? The first time was. There's a line of dialogue when they first meet. It's like, so she takes him. He, like, basically takes her out to lover's look or whatever the fucking place is that you take people when you're driving a, like, whatever his car was, like a Corvair or whatever. <laughs> They're talking. And he spits out this line that I'm like, none of that makes sense. Everybody should be running for the hills from this guy. The line is, he's like, well, I was always, and I'll try to do my marketing. Well, I was always taught if something seems too good to be true, it probably isn't. I'm going to say it again. And then proceeds to ask her, so I need to know what the flaw is. So I need to know what and the I'm flaw like, is. That what are you talking not... about? What? Dude, Please agree. That is... like, that's not English language that you have understood. <laughs> like, if something is too good to be true, it probably isn't. That means that it's okay. You have yeah. you have fundamentally misunderstood English, the English language. You're killing it me. It feels like this movie has multiple times where you're like, it feels like, 
an actor just says the wrong thing and no one caught it. Like they didn't have a line producer. Everyone's just sitting there, like supervisor. Everyone's sitting there, just, and they're just, just like, go, go, ahead. go, just go. We gotta go. We, 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 we don't, we don't have the time. Out. Don't worry. Every young person's gonna be cranking it out too. It's fun. Don't worry yeah. about it. But that was uh, the. I is, was just weird. No, how about this? You forgot like a huge important turning point in this movie. We are like, oh, this movie's gonna go fucking ballistic, and I had forgotten. So they meet at this fucking. They meet at oh, a club fucking... where Blade kills vampires, right? Yeah, yeah. One of those like weird. No, no, no. Wait, wait. They meet at a club where Blade saw vampires. Like, eh, they'll kill themselves. Forget it. And he just moved on. Yeah. He's like, these are not tough vampires. <laughs> but, uh, not worth it. It is funny, dude, because the guy who looks like us mis- mixed with Hagrid, mixed with a corn roadie, keeps pointing. Also looks a little like Donald Logue's character in Blade. Yeah. That fucking. Uh, that that the Four audacity of points. this film. That Alyssa Milano's like seen this guy multiple times is like, I'm doing everything I can to seduce him. And when they show the guy, I was like, is he going to move? Yeah. And it's going to be the other guy's going to be behind least him. sexy dancing. I'll ever, say this as a fellow fat beard yep. guy. I was like, I appreciate it. I appreciate the thought that some woman would see me out drunkenly swabbing around the floor and be like, damn. I can't wait for that guy to sweat on me. It was the least sexy dancing you could think of, and she was just pain-dropped. We forgot the most... The crucial thing is not that it's a Blade Vampire Club. The crucial thing is not that Alyssa Milano is attracted to us mixed with Hagrid, mixed with a corn roadie. The wildest part of this scene, there is... It's kind of in microcosm the entire film. A, a fight breaks out, which then turns into a fucking massive riot. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg grabs Reese Witherspoon. He's like, let's go. They're going to escape by running to the roof. Roof? And she goes, how are we going to get down? He goes, I'll find something out. I'll figure something I'll out. I'll figure it out. Say, how do you mother So, <laughs> let's just take a side. He climbs down a ladder. He gets her to do it. And instead of just climbing the ladder, he's like halfway down. He's like, you should jump. I'll catch you. She does. They then enter a window into the exact same building where the riot's happening as the cops and the helicopters are on them. They also see Alyssa Milano. She's with Minnie Hagrid, and she just goes, bye. Yeah. And I was like, you have just thrown Great 55 terrible fucking decisions at us. The going back into the building is fucking insane. This is – but the movie tells us. Then she's like, you know what? We just got in a, a fucking near-death riot. He ran me to the roof. We crossfitted down the roof. We went back into the building and then somehow had to run back through the riot. Mm-hmm. The people, Alyssa Milano and them, where the fuck did they run? Who knows? Neither here nor there. Then she gets in a car with him and was like, I feel like going and fucking making out and getting fingered till two yeah. in the morning. Well, no, what? it wasn't two in the morning. <laughs> they had all the time in the world because he pushed her watch back. Oh, my God. No, but the dad's like, two in the morning? Tell me. Tell me what happened. Tell me. Were you abducted by aliens? Like, nope, this isn't a movie with logic in it. Of course, that would be the only logical explanation is she was abducted by aliens. Why wouldn't it, she be? Okay, so not only – let's just go through the line by line. Well, hang on. Because she the, – the, the riot – David even says to her, he goes, you're incredibly perceptive. And I go, this movie's just horseshit across yeah, the board. no way. And then she goes home, and the stepmom, who seems like just a normal, awesome mother figure, yeah. goes, 
take your makeup off. You look like a slut. And I was like, oh, this is a movie that just says every time it has you looking somewhere, it's going to run up and sucker punch you like you're in an alley well, fight. That scene this particularly movie is like getting jumped by a drunk in the back of a bar. That scene particularly is weird because she's like she's like, take off your makeup. You look like a slut. As Reese Witherspoon turns and walks up the stairs, I'm like, I can see Reese Witherspoon's underwear. That is the problem. Her makeup. Her makeup her is what makes raccoon her, makeup. <laughs> her gaudy makeup is what makes her look like a slut. Not the fact that I can just see her fucking underwear under her clothes. That's the problem. Yeah. Like, I was like, that one's okay. That's the pass. But men no, the will makeup- tolerate and respect you if you're fucking sixteen year old beavers hanging out. <laughs> I figured that's what they talk like. That I don't call it that. Where she's like, but that makeup, that war paint is too far. I do have to go back the riot real quick. I have to say this escalates so quickly. Like it's it like goes from party. like a punch to like burn it. Boom! Like somebody knocks a column down immediately. I'm <laughs> Someone like, fucking what gold is for this? spears like an entire electronical array. Yeah. And I was like, what did that thing do to you? It's I I, again, I was just like, is this like an MTV movie awards thing? Like, what is going on? It was so strange. So strange. Here's the scene that happens. They're walking down the road and he just goes, You know, every part of you tastes so good. Hey, PS, I want to see your family. And I was like, what (laughs) this okay i never really realized i watched it again how much orphan is just this movie yeah the difference is is that it's your daughter adopting uh esther instead of you that's this movie that's all it is because he comes in and he starts wooing them somehow he's good with the dog he knows about plants he's Mm -hmm. like oh it's a landscape oh you got to save roots and Whatever. The next thing we do is we immediately see that the mom's also trying to fuck him. Yeah. Reese Witherspoon wants to fuck him. The little kid likes him. The dog likes him. Dad doesn't like him. This is the dynamic we've set up, which kind of makes sense. Dad does an early social media search to see what kind of person he is. He's like, see, I told you. Well, He's a rap okay, scallion. No, you forgot. You forgot. Before we start the detectiving part, which is just the worst subplot ever, he... He's sitting there in the house, and he's like, well, this guy's got me beat. My wife wants to fuck him. My daughter wants to blow him, even though she's 16. I feel like this guy's a shitty dad, and the mom comes off as a pretty shitty mom by the end of the movie, right? If your daughter's 16, you cannot let her be fucking dry humping by the pool of 20-year-old, right? Like, I feel like I'm not a father to a daughter, and I know that. There are people who start fucking way younger than I did because they just have the requisite hotness and mm-hmm. partners. Yes, yes. I feel like, though, when you look, if your daughter's fucking another clumsy 16-year-old teen, like Gary, right? If she was fucking Gary, mm-hmm. you're like, that's nature. That's what it is. When you see a fucking 20-year-old coming into your house to fuck your 16-year-old daughter, I feel like you should do more than be triggered when... He doesn't say please asking your daughter to grab him a Coke. Yeah. That's the inciting incident of this like hatred between them. As he just goes, hey, grab me a Coke. And the dad goes, I fucking knew it. <laughs> and I was like, it wasn't the fact that he smells like pussy trolloping yeah. through your house at 20 years old. It, it's weird that that manners. This yeah. movie hinges on manners. manners. <laughs> if Whoa. David would have just said, please. You don't want to say please. Or he goes, right. hey, your dad, too, if that's okay. The dad would have been like, this guy fucking rules. I bet this guy will race me in the woods. 
<laughs> I bet this guy will race me in the woods, but make sure I run with my arms wide open for no reason. Yeah. I, it, again, it, it, this is like, this is, this happens in every scene of the movie. Is it just like the punctuation of every moment is so bizarre. And like it, all of these choices of each scene make no sense. Like it just continuously. The only part that makes sense in this movie is actually when, so they're dating and he like drives up in school and no one asks why the hell he's just like not doing anything. Um, he sees her like hugging Gary and then he walks over and beats the hell out of him. And then accidentally like elbows her in the face. The only proper reaction anyone has in this entire film is to that moment where Reese Withers is like, no, get away from me. Forget it. I'm going over. It's over. It's done. I'm like, Okay, cool. We're we're on track here. We're going to get some logic going in this film. All right, cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. And again, that is the only decision at the end of a scene that makes sense. The rest is like just scene work you do in a movie like this. And then you're like, I, I guess we'll just move to the next part of the movie. Like, it's like you make the decision that gets you to the next scene, but not the decision that like completes the moment. It's so strange. It's so strange. It's- he hits her and it takes about five minutes of movie time for dad to be like, David, you're not allowed to see my daughter. You're a piece of shit. You hit yeah. my daughter. Or he rolls up on him, you know, because there's this scene where she's just like, whatever happens with me and David. You know, the stepmom's like, I'll handle it. She doesn't, of course. Of course. And she's like, you know, he's like, whatever happens. Because that's the thing. She's like, you give her no rules. Now he's like. He sees that he hit her. There's a condom wrapper. He's like kind the of condom on wrapper thing. I was and like, he's like, Dude. now I'm fucking putting down the law. And the mom just goes, would you rather she snuck out to see him? And I was like, first off, asshole. Like, this is what I would say if I was like my partner. I'd be like, asshole. Do you think those are the only two options? Is that she keeps dating the guy who has hit her once within a month? Yeah. Or that she has to sneak off to see him? Like, are those the only two options? And I was like. The dad is such a fucking, like, aloof, moron dickhole. Yeah. But in this moment, I was just sitting there screaming at the TV. I was like, that's fucking right. Dad's I, fucking right. If someone I, fucking blackens your eye. Done. And it's it's weird because they try to play Reese Witherspoon as this, like, I won't say that she's noble. But they try to give her this, this kind of, God, I don't even know what the word is. This... This kind of air that she can make a good choice about herself. Right? That she at least, like, has some, like... Yeah, they give her, like... Self-respect and they dignity. They give her, like, 15 minutes of self-respect. And then... There is back. no fucking explaining why she goes back with David. It's the most impossible scene in the movie. Because here's the, what it hinges on. So... She's like, I don't think this is going to work. We can't fucking have david anymore he goes up and david's like still there whatever he tells david to fuck up he's he's like i'm gonna be the tough guy and tell david yeah what up because you know because he jogs and he's rich he thinks he's tough and david just looks at him he's like you fucking rich puss you know what i mean he's like yeah i look up her sweet tears right and he's like your wife was all over my stick and and the guy just looks at him he goes dear god he's right he's so right he goes hey fuck you man Stay away, fuck you, man. And then immediately cuts to him running to his friend like, please, God, help me. Yeah, so we see him doing that. Mm -hmm. And he's just hitting himself. We're like, what? Mm -hmm. Reese Witherspoon sees a bruise on his chest. 
And we don't see the, the after effects. And she says, yes, I believe my pussy rich father punched David. But not only punched David, I know so little about the art of combat that I'm going to imagine he's going chest. to punch him in the fucking sternum. Yeah, yeah, like a rock'em sock'em like robot. Like a rock'em sock'em robot. Just, or oh, the I know Fighting Irish fight. logo. <laughs> yeah, dad didn't take a full swing and try to punch him in his beautiful cheekbone face. No. Dad punched him in the sternum once. Once. To 20 times. And she goes, you're a bigger hypocrite than him. He may have blackened my eye, but you blackened my heart. I'm going back with David. And I was like, this is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, that makes. But I'll say this. In Fear's defense. When a movie is so willing to be this fucking insane and ridiculous. For the effect of constantly keeping you agitated. It's kind of a it's it's a ballsy strategy. Because a, a lot of movies try this where they're like, you know what? Let's just keep the tension ramped up. Sure. Stupid choice, stupid choice, stupid choice. Horror movies exist on this spectrum Absolutely. a lot. Look, there has never been a movie that hinged on more consecutive, impossible to yeah. believe See, stupid character moments than fear. I'm not saying that it, this is the thing. Horror movies also, though, function on their own logic train. I think this is like a really important thing because I agree. I, I think that... <laughs> The difference you, is in horror movies, your stupidity gets you killed. Right, but, like, that's the problem. In horror movies, <laughs> stupidity gets you killed, but that's, like, part of the bit. Like, you know people right. are going to get killed in this horror movie. When yes, there's a catharsis when they when get killed. Like, weird, they were idiots. Yeah, this weird psychological yes, drama. <laughs> no one's using any logic at all, and you're just like, does anybody deserve happiness in this movie? I feel like they're all just, like, they're all yeah. just making decisions, not decisions that necessarily lead to anything. They're just making decisions. They're just yeah, living. How about our, our daughter just met an insane person who blackened her eye. Yeah. She's trying to get back with him. Maybe you should come to Toronto to deliver the plans with me and then I can Let's leave them alone. Deliver this old skyscraper with you. You guys will be fine by yourselves. Reese Witherspoon, you clearly are showing the aptitude to make good decisions yeah, you're making good adult decisions of course surely you won't have him over to fucking run a train on you as soon as we leave like it, <laughs> it's just <laughs> this is i again it's insane just, just just pause your mind right now and i want you to do a mental you mean taking exercise you mean with me take a logical moment and wait to yeah. make a decision we're gonna do yes, something sir. that was definitely not in the movie fear we're gonna close our eyes and have a think mm -hmm. i'm listening thinking when is the last movie that made more apeshit decisions than this? That you were watching and you're like, okay, that doesn't make sense. Neither does that. Neither. I feel like you could say like 50 scenes in a row should have stopped the movie. Mm -hmm. When is the last movie that fucking stretched your plausible belief as far as this one? I've never seen a movie that... <laughs> I've never seen a movie... Because like, you said it best. I've never seen a movie that like stop like it, there's movie stopping scenes in this movie like it's like this that's like the end of that's the end of the 15 movie of them yeah that's the end of the Again, movie right this is like getting fucking jumped by three drunks in an alley behind a pub yeah like that's what this movie is doing to you like we're at the end of a movie I, there's so many things that i, I just how about okay here's a wild insane. ass scene here's a wild ass scene she's like hey uh come over she's like i can't 
or Mark Wahlberg drops her off. She's like, you know what I'm going to do? Steal my parents' car, yeah. who have supposedly been staying up all night. Waiting, yeah. Waiting for me, but they don't hear me steal the car. Right. Because I'm going to go back to get David after he just dropped me off. That's one of those things that, as a screenwriter, you're like, that was only specifically written so that she could catch him in the act. And I was like, they didn't even try to say it was like a day after. Right. Or he couldn't see her that night, and she tried to surprise him. He drops her off, and two minutes later, she goes, I'll turn around and chase him. She watches through the window Alyssa Milano grinding mini Hagrid. Yeah. Then she watches as her boyfriend, David, runs up and fucking grabs a handful of her hair. Like, aggressively. Definitely. De- and it starts yeah. off for like a half a second, like maybe it's a threesome thing. Then he definitely grabs her until she starts crying. He says, bitch, say I want it. She goes, I want Right. Picks her up, does like one of the wildest, most degrading, like ass smacks and grabs. Yeah. Reese Witherspoon watches this. Mm-hmm. Her fucking best friend of all time. And at no point does she go, my friend was just a victim of a sexual assault, a violent crime. She sees it and goes, what a bitch. What a what a bitch. My boyfriend sucks, too. I'm leaving. Yeah, and she goes, she seduced my boyfriend. I go, the problem with this moment in the movie is I was like, Reese, we just watched the same thing you did. Yeah. There's no way you saw that and was like, she was the seducer or stoked about what happened. Alyssa Milano runs back. This is one of those things that just has aged like fucking milk. She comes back and she's like, he made me do it. And she goes, yeah, right. So I'm playing with my friend. Go away. And just like kicks her out of her house. And I was like, so now even Whoa. Reese Witherspoon sucks. Hold on. You're <laughs> skipping a vital moment too, by the way, is not only is there a huge continuity error, because when Alyssa Milano comes over, it's dark. And then they go up to a room, it's light out. That's besides the point. Alyssa Milano. Fear is so far beyond me giving a fuck about crazy continuity errors, though. Yeah. But beyond that, they're wild. Alyssa but like, Milano that's shows like up. 50th on Alyssa the Milano list. shows up, and the first thing she says to the brother, she's like, as you can see, I'm playing video games with my brother. She, oh, my God. Then she leads over and she says a little bit, hey, buddy, when are you going to age up so I can ravage you? I was like, excuse me, crack smoke and Alyssa Milano. What are you doing here? They're, are you here to apologize your friend or try to fuck her brother? It's what a is wild ass 90s teen erotic thriller. To have the movie where the one character who we definitely fucking know gets sexually assaulted try to seduce the dad for no narrative value other than this is just how she just is. Because. And then her get sexually assaulted, come to the house looking for help, solace, a safe harbor, and immediately go, hey, 10-year-old, I want to suck you off too. It's yeah. like, what? what like, this is like. That was such a fucking cringe-inducing scene. It's horrible. Like, that is one of the wildest fucking moments in any movie I've ever seen. Well, it's just like, that adds no narrative value. There is absolutely no reason to do it. And essentially what you do Did is you validate. that not reek of, like, 90s, like, It reeks well, of, like, dude. She was and, a slut. This is what happens to sluts. And you know what's weird is I've read, That's like. so fucking wild of a thing to be I read a movie. lot about, like, how the movie. Like, so that roller coaster scene apparently that was not scripted that was not how that was supposed to be and when they were doing it they just were rolling cameras for 40 minutes no of finger no no banging? like right before they went on right before they started rolling they basically were like hey let's do it this way and like again it makes the movie even worse 
because now it was like this. You mean, wait, the directors and producers sprung that on Reese Witherspoon? Yes. That was like, yeah. Did the article say if she was like, I hate that? She said no. She said no. I don't want to do that. And they're like, and they basically like pressure. Like, it makes it. I'm like, okay, fucking ridiculous. Fucking terrible. Everything about the movie Fear. I'm like, cool. So. Everyone on set was Mark Wahlberg, apparently, except for Reese Witherspoon. It actually, it has that energy. Totally. Where you're like, I can imagine. This was probably not a cool set. <laughs> like, not a great yeah. place to work. Ugh, that's yeah. fucking horrendous. Dude, that's even worse. She's 16. It's terrible. Okay. It's terrible. I remembered liking this movie just as like a fun thrill ride as a kid. There is some wild ass shit. I don't know if you can just blame on the 90s, but no. like this, this bad is, behavior. That's like, fucking bad storytelling. wild. That's wild. It's fucking nutty, man. It's some it's some weird shit. Like it, it's. It's like that stuff. And then William Peterson. Be, there's a couple of things that like William. So William Peterson is doing this horrible dad bit. The one where she like, uh, after she runs out and David's like waiting for her or something like that in his car, she gets to the car. He like runs out after her. This guy's in his sweatpants. And this is just one of those weird like moments. And he's in his sweatpants, runs outside <laughs> yeah. and like hits his, he's like, fuck, I don't have my keys. I'm like, yeah, dude, you were half asleep. Keys in his what are you talking he's like, about? God, it's just a 52 year old dick. <laughs> when would you have your keys? You're in your sweatpants. What are you talking about, man? Like, it's like those little oh things like God. that. It's like, it should not matter. But you're like, dude, what is the logic? Who is, who, who is, who's in this movie? It's okay. But see what we're talking about is kind of like normal bullshit teen thriller. Sure, shit. Sure. Then the movie just says, cause there's a scene where Wahlberg like runs Alyssa Milano off the road. Yeah. yeah. He's like, he's fucking again. He's hitting her. He slaps he's her in her. the face. Like it's, very... it's fucking horrible. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's like, she, she knows. I don't know. And he goes, so she does know. Oh my God. This when he goes to the door. I don't know why I'm like, Oh my God. Right. And he's like, I, I think I had to explain some things to you and your daughter. I think I, I got to talk to you. I got to talk mother. to your daughter. So yeah, and then phone. he just goes, actually, David, you don't. Boom, roasted. He never stops to say, hey, how the fuck did you get past security again? Or maybe well, I should help. This He's poor just Barney excited Fife to kick David out, right? There. Yeah. We go on this fucking tariff. We just kind of run these scenes, right? One of the fucking gnarliest, most hard-to-watch scenes in the movie. Like, the kind of thing, like, Amy was watching it with me, and she was, like, really, like, Jesus Christ, this is fucking scary. Like, she was really fucking ramped up. Right. And it, it reminds you again that there's just like these kind of tears that women think about and have had to deal with every day of their life. So like us is like over six feet, over, well over 250 pound mm -hmm. men just don't think about very often. Um, But that scene when he like chases her like a fucking mountain lion into the bathroom. Yep. And he has one of the fucking grossest, scariest moments I've seen in a long time. We just goes, only you can see me, not with your eyes, not with your mouth. And I was like, well, yeah, no one can see with yeah, their mouth. Where's this going? Mouth. And then, and then he goes, goes with uh, this. Okay. And he grabs her. And I was like, this is fucking not cool. wild. And he's like, we can't let them take this from us. We can't. This is nature. This is nature. And he just walks out past this other lady like, hey, hello. Say hello to your mother for me. Like, it doesn't even fucking matter. 
Also, oh, by the way, I forgot they just casually had him murder Gary. With okay, I was going to ask, snap. was that? Bo- I was just about to ask. That was I feel directly, like that was directly he Gary, before he, he unceremoniously up snaps his neck. Just, just kills Gary for literally no reason, except nothing. for at school. Gary just was like, "Hey, don't fucking hit her." Just for being friends with because Gary's a good guy, and he's like, "If you're going to beat someone up, I guess it's me again." And David like hunts him in the woods. Yeah. And he's like, they keep putting me in walls. I'd punch walls, sometimes walls of flesh. Yeah. And I was like, I don't think David knows what words mean. Yeah. I don't think anybody in this movie knows yeah. what words mean. Did David just, like, hitchhike from California? He was in one of those, like, fucking Hollywood Boulevard t-shirt shops. And he just, like, really memorized a lot of sayings. Like, I don't know what he's talking about. He unceremoniously neck snaps Gary and then watches the family from above like a fucking vulture, right? He goes in, he fucking smashed up the dad's car. So then the dad, in one of the wildest turnarounds, he's like, I'm going to fucking smash up this house of clearly drug dealers. Even though the drug dealer said, hey, little Hagrid's dad, full Hagrid's coming back soon, and we're all kicked out. And I was like, what a wild subplot to throw in that these 20-year-old gang of drug ruffians are going to get evicted by his 20 yeah so they fucking old dad (laughs) so they all like casually smoke crack together and william peterson fucks up their house and again this is where the movie like you're like i'm saying this happens so fucking lightning fast no i know beat up Alyssa milano kill gary grab reese in the bathroom it's house gets fucked up car gets fucked up now we are in full siege mode it's funny you say this because it's one of those things in this movie where I actually, I paused at the scene where he's in like the, uh, I paused at the scene after William Peterson fucks up the house. I'm like, I mean, I'm sure we got like about a half hour left of this movie. And I was like, oh my God, there's only 20 minutes left of this movie. Where it's is this looking. going? Dude, it's fucking it's just, flying. Yeah. Cause they want to show us dude. all these fucking creepy sexualized 16 year old scenes. They're like, don't worry, we can fucking fly through the end of the movie. <laughs> We've already sexually assaulted two teenagers. Let's just get to the end of here. And, and, then, yeah, and then it becomes your classic fucking wild. Well, okay, home it becomes invasion. this like weird home invasion thing. But the best part was it has for like me, three like very memorable moments. It does, but the, the dog like has been something I've never forgotten. This yeah. is the dog scene. The bit though, that and one I, I hate that they fucking kill dogs in these kind of movies. I'll say this: this is how it was pitched to me that at a sleepover, it's like, dude, you got to watch this movie. One, we thought there was going to be tits everywhere, right? But then this dude's like, he's like, there's this fucking really scary thing that happens in it. We're like, oh shit, dude. We didn't realize it was the dog. It was Kaiser's head coming through the door. Right, right. I'll tell you this: for a movie that makes as many wild fucking decisions as this one. That's the only thing I had really translated with me through all of these. I mean, years it is like it's shocking. That's a it's it's essentially the horse head in the Godfather, but yeah, yeah. you know, in Same one thing. of the weirdest movies ever. But the, the, I think the thing that always the thing that and I had when I was younger, I didn't notice this. But what shocked me this time was the movie instead of being like oh, because instead of Mark Wahlberg rallying his was like hey guys. I fucking love this girl, all right? And I got to go back and get her out. And I'm and I, like instead of giving us like okay, Mark Wahlberg's a scumbag who like can also he's like a highly intellectual sociopath who can get anybody to do anything, which would make sense and then be like, "Okay, cool. Maybe there's a little more explanation." Instead, it becomes Mini Hag would be like, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. We're going to fuck this guy's house up cuz he fucked our house up." And I'm like, 
okay, so this is a different movie, but all right. I mean, like, yeah. I guess we'll just watch Mark the Wahlberg's end of it. And Mark just like, hey, she's not part of your game, okay? She's not part like, of your that's game. that's the whole, like, we're like, oh, so David's still good? What the fuck are we saying? I'll say this. One thing I love about this movie, they are very pro-fat dude in this movie. Yes. Like, normally in movies, we are the comic relief, right? We're the henchmen, the comic relief. Uh, we're bouncers in the background of Roadhouse. We're the guy that Arnold beats up, like the fifth mm -hmm. guy beats up so they can mm -hmm. just see mass. This movie loves the fat man. True. One, the fat uh, guitarist-looking guy from Korn who just Alyssa Milano's attracted to from afar. That's crazy. That's pretty cool, though, for a fat Granted, like he us. ended up being a huge piece of shit yeah, and an evil rapist. But just the fact that she saw that packaging, I was like, yeah, that's fat dude positive. Yeah. How about security guard Larry, dude? Seeing the SOS, he's about to rip a dart, and he's like, whoa, I got to spring into action. No one on earth thought that when David came out, and he's like, hey, it's just me with my hands in my pockets and my cheekbones. I'm a good guy. And you're like, how does the security guard not for even a second go, hey, he didn't check in with me. Yeah, he wait, shouldn't he be didn't here. check in with me, the only right. security guard at this gate. And the gate. guard jumps out, and he's like, not today, pal. Get your hands on your head. And you're like, all right, all right. You thought, and then you see a guy in the woods, and you're like, here we go. Some fucking lady's going to be missing a fat husband tomorrow because that's what happens to us <laughs> fat dudes in movies. Right. When that dude tried to get him from behind, and Larry goes, yeah, and like fucking rolled out and had the double guns. He's like, oh. now both of you freeze. I was like, fuck yeah, yeah. Larry. Go yeah. Fats. Go us. I was like, fat dudes rule. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> he can't see his dick, but he can see you, motherfucker. It was. Double scoped. It was very I cool. cheered. Absolutely. Like the Super Bowl will have nothing that excites me. Like Fat Larry rolling out from that behind the back attack. Only to then one minute later in the movie be fucking shot in the back of the head by a crackhead. By a crackhead. That was like the most unceremonious. I was like, why thing. did you give us the fat hero we needed? In this movie where we've just been staring at Mark Wahlberg's body. Why did you give us the fat hero we needed? It's not to fair. then just fucking take him out like and then. And then the crackhead gets taken out by a 12-year-old who, like, accidentally hits reverse on the car. But, like, not in, like, a normal way you'd expect that to happen. Like, he takes fucking shots. Like, live yeah. rounds at the 12-year-old. Like, this movie So this is kid now has crazy. to deal with the trauma of not only being shot at, but having killed someone. That's true. They made another little David. Which also goes, so then, and I'm, I'm assuming the third most, like, crazy moment is david's death which is just like well, Jesus. Christ. how about the mom just saying like i'll open the door i was like why are you opening the door so that your son can get fucking murder molested when you clearly don't love your husband yeah, you don't like this guy at all you don't even like this guy at all let him get taken down who yeah. fucking cares this is not like a romeo and juliet where he's like i'll do anything for you i'll drink poison for you. she like literally five scenes ago she's like you don't help take out trash bags fuck off I yeah. hate you. It's like, yeah, the whole movie, she hates his guts. They go to Toronto for one bed and breakfast, and she's like, I'm back. I'll let him in All to right, murder cool. my Thank son. You. It's fucking wild. Like, Just the whole, the whole sequence is wild, dude. We got a hand drill. You got the guy getting run over. You got the kid being like, I'll go do the dangerous mission. Okay. It's just like this comical series of, like, fucking, we need wild things to happen, right? right. The scene when Mark Wahlberg looks in the hole in the door, he's like, come on. That was seeing. That's it's a really me. great moment in a movie that otherwise makes no sense. I'll say, great as wild as the ending is for just like it's kind of dumbass machinations, him talking to Reese Witherspoon and constantly running back to dad with the gun to his head. Yeah, and he's like, 
say goodbye to your father. It's hard for a father to give his daughter away. Or he's like, if you don't want to come with me, I'll kill. That was fucking scary. That was intense. Yeah, no, no. It's a good little back and forth for sure. Yeah. Punctuated by like the most like well abrupt. There's like- this weird because he's walking forward like juggernaut. Yeah. Like, cause she stabs him with a, what looks like a fucking like peyote pipe. No, no, it's the it's the peace pipe that he got her. He won her at the carnival. Oh, okay, peace pipe. I figured there was something in there that I wasn't remembering. But yeah, 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 yeah. He hit. She stabs him with a peace pipe. Sick irony, dude. I bet the screenwriter's like, damn, dude, that's how you write fucking subtext. Oh my bro. god, this is so gonna get nominated. He Crazy. just fucking lifted up his limp biscuit shirts, gave the nips a hard twist, and he's like fucking rocking it. Neither here nor there. Um. She stabs him. He just starts walking towards her like the juggernaut, mm-hmm. like throwing dad off of him whenever dad gets around his waist. Like he is this unstoppable force. Right. It's the weirdest cut to watch Mark Wahlberg. And he has this like great Terminator face where he's just kind of stomping towards her, stomping towards her. He will not be denied. There's a gun floating around. So you're like, all right, we're going to check off his gun this, right? No, apparently what we're going to do is Chekhov's fucking... Chekhov's Dad fucking throws Mark Wahlberg through the window, window like he's a fucking blow-up doll. Just... 50 or 60 feet onto the rocks and fucking kills him. <laughs> just fuck him. Just... I'll tell you this. Not only is it the wildest thing that Mark Wahlberg has, the strength to keep walking forward, but then the lack of strength to get picked up like a blow-up doll, but then has mass again to break the window and to break himself on the rocks... All of just, those are wild choices. The wildest choice is that the movie's credits start like 10 seconds after 10 he gets the rocks. I was just about to say the craziest choice he of the movie. He splats on the rocks and they're like, get the fuck ends. out of here. Let's be done. We're done. We're out. That's it. Forget it. That's it. We're yeah. not clearing any of this stuff. Yeah. I don't want I don't want to do No, we're, we're done. No postscript. Is, I don't care. It's, it's so movie, abrupt. But this is what I mean. If you're summarizing fear. Has pretty good performances, but again, this is not a character study. This is not like a script that's interested in any kind of narrative. It has nothing to say. What this movie is, is a roller coaster ride movie. And I know people are like, there's narrative, and I'm like, there's plot. Yeah, plot. There's plot. There's no there's real things story. that occur in a film to make it move forward, but yeah. there's no story. There's no it. real story. There's plot. What yeah. this movie is, is it's a fun house at the park. Every scene, it wants you to go, oh, no, what? Oh, fuck. Ah. It wants that big reaction out of you. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, it completely sidesteps logic. It completely sidesteps storytelling. <laughs> that sounds kind of cunty to say. But you know what I mean? It's just it kind of sidesteps all of these things that movies sometimes feel handcuffed to. Sure. And it just says, let's get the fucking reaction. Which I think it does very well. I think if you toned down, like if you <laughs> fucking did a like not 90s edit and you took out some of the rapiness of it, I think this movie is a fucking, like this is a fucking big downhill drop on a roller coaster that yeah. pays off in a pretty fun, again, other than all the fucking rapey shit, a pretty fucking fun ride. Sure. Like think of the movie, this is a movie where we see Mark Wahlberg has tattooed himself with Nicole Forever. Eva, 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 and the number four mm-hmm. is one of the most poster worthy in a museum, dumbest fucking things that's ever been made. <laughs> the fact that Mark Wahlberg's like, I'm going to fucking Bic pin tattoo mm-hmm. Nicole forever on my chest. And every single person involved in the production looked at that and said, fuck, dude, that's dark. Yeah. 
that's heavy that's true love it tells you that there was a fucking mind meld of these people that were capable enough to make a really fun movie but dumb enough to let something like nicole forever happen Mm -hmm. the fact that we go to mark Wahlberg's room and we see nicole painted on the virgin mary we see mark Wahlberg's picture over dad in the family photo and one of the weirdest scenes we forgot is when he walks in to do that creepy late night bang, he finds the daddy's girl bracelet. Yeah. And I was like, when he's fucking that girl, there's no chance that that fucking bracelet is not just noose tied around his dick or mm-hmm. shoved up his ass. For sure. Like, that's the kink. It's And it's just a movie that just says, accept these fucking extremes, we dare you. And there's it's, something cathartic about it, if nothing else. Like, it's just this wild ass, high octane, no fucking. This is again. This is a this is a roller coaster without safety harnesses. You're gonna see some shit you don't like. It's gonna be wild. It might explode at any minute, but it'll go fast. It fucking goes fast. It is just. <laughs> It's just weird. I think that's the best way I can describe it. The movie is just real fucking weird. Bizarre decision making. That is the the fucking flavor do, listed on the packet one, of fear. There's one like behind the scenes note I want to point out here. Besides what I pointed out about the roller coaster scene, the <laughs> editor for this film because there's a lot of weird like problem edits, like continuity errors and stuff. The yeah. editor for this film is David Brenner. Now David Brenner has passed away, unfortunately, but David Brenner R.I.P. has edited a lot of like uh, he's won Oscars like. David Brenner edited like so. David Brenner was the editor for talk radio, born Jesus, on the fourth, really? born on the fourth of July. I fucking do- love talk radio. The Doors, uh, a lot of Oliver Stone shit. Independence Day, fucking love it. What dreams may come. The Patriot Identity. Okay, and then uh, in his later years, he edited Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman, and then both <sighs> Justice League movies. I have to say, as far as an editor, the fucking fortitude of that man to say, I'm going to go from Oliver Stone to Zack Snyder. The last, that is a fuck. The last movie jump, he dude. the last movie he was the editor on, he was uh, given a, in memory of, was Avatar The Way of Water. Jesus. So, this so guy is working a sto- with like a lot a of career. like fucking persnickety directors. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Storied career for a guy well, who... It happens. I'm gonna we po- don't know what footage he was given. I'll tell you this. Usually the sign of a well-edited movie. The pacing on this thing is pretty spot on. I mean, the until pacing the... pacing just says, Faster! 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 <laughs> like, I will... I'm going to post it banging. on our Fast I'm going to post it on our Instagram page the uh video that I took of this weird cut from the phone call. It's yeah. bizarre. I'll put it well, on the Instagram. It's like that scene everyone watched from Bohemian Rhapsody when it won best editing. Yeah. And you're like best editing or most unnecessary editing? <laughs> most slash unnecessary. Neither here nor there. Fear is like a lot of things from our younger days in the 90s. Quite an experience. There's some gross shit that you don't remember. Still can be very fun. Uh, it's fun to see a lot of these actors at this stage of their career. Mm-hmm. It is what it is, man, for better or worse. Hopefully you guys got more better uh, out of it than worse. I enjoyed going back and watching, man. It was it's a always wild fun to rewatch movie. these kinds of movies, man. It is a wild... Like, this genre in the 90s, I do miss. These fucking wild-ass erotic thriller kind of things. Yeah. I don't even know what that's what this is called, but it's 
this genre i think this tried really hard to be an erotic thriller but it's just not the right age group for that it's I would hard never to be want to watch that erotic, erotic thrillers, like if I'm being kids. honest. Yeah, it's a that that I did not remember. That's fucking wild. I thought they were college age for some reason. Maybe it's one of those things we talked about when I was in high school. I just didn't have autonomy to like go around in the middle of school day to shit. Neither just, here nor there. Just to wrap around, you probably thought that because they were in that dog shit college bar. That is why. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Anywho, I hope you guys had fun with this wild ass movie. I hope you had fun with our podcast about it. If you'd be so kind, go to Patreon to help us grow the show this year. Help support what we're working on. Even a dollar a month does help, I assure you. You can also subscribe to the whole year at once and get a good discount on that. Uh, lots of fun stuff coming up there. we got a lot of work to do over there, and uh, we're doing it, man. We're getting the work in. Woo. We appreciate you. YouTube, Film Alchemist. Email filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. Make sure you're leaving five-star ratings and review. Make sure you're going to MisfitParade.net to see some films we're working on. We appreciate you. Uh, this a month of Amour. It's all a consuming love. We got a sleeping with a, the enemy coming up next. Another one of just like, we are picking some weird ones at the top here. For all there is a lot uh, between this and Sleeping with the Enemy and Indecent Proposal. There's a lot of head-scratching character choices this month. That's what we're obsessed with, apparently. <laughs> That's our obsession, damn old. Eh? <laughs>